This episode of Getting to the Truth in This Art is brought to you by Charmington Holistics. If you're like me, you realize that now more than ever, it's important to have your wellness in check. That's where Charmington Holistics tonics come in hand. Charmington Holistics tonics contain a combination of nutrient-packed superfoods with herbal support and are meant to be enjoyed daily. These tonics are good and good for you. They can be enjoyed in a variety of beverages from coffee to cocktails. My favorite is Tummy, which contains turmeric and tastes just like root beer. These tonics are a wonderful way to add extra herbal support and nutrition into your diet. Head on over to the Best Little Herb Shops Instagram today at Charmington Holistics. Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee, and today's guest is artist and writer, Saz Ross. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Rob. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. You notice how that had so much more energy with it? <laughs> I like your energy. I really do. I feed off of it. Well, thank you. Well, that's great. That's great. Um, so it, it, it's great to connect on here. Um, I saw that you were uh, putting out a few posts earlier, so much love and respect on that. Appreciate it. Um, so, you know, one of the things I like to do when I get started in this is I'll give my thousand mile high view of what a creative and what a talented individual does, but I'd rather have the, the guests do it. So describe your work, get into your work. Tell us what, about what you do and what your day to day looks like. Absolutely. Uh, I'm a pen and ink illustrator. I'm also an educator. I started my career off as an art teacher. Uh, I came from New York, so I, I did some private lessons when I was younger. I went to Towson University and I had uh, a wonderful <laughs> time there in undergrad. And I walked out with an ed degree and I doodled on the couch every so often. I never looked at it like from a you know professional perspective, it was more so just art therapy. And then my mom started getting very sick around, I want to say like three years ago. And okay. I would take frequent trips to New York to help my sister. My sister was her primary caretaker. And in that time period, I felt like I was just cranking out art like crazy. And her illness got so serious, I quit my job in Howard County, my tenured safe position there. And yeah. I went back to New York thinking I was going to help my sister. And, you know, we were going to spend, you know, months getting her out of remission and, you know, getting her back home. And she passed away within a week. And Damn. my my world was just rocked. And picking myself up from that was seriously like the hardest thing I've ever had to do. And, you know, I had a crisis. I didn't have a job. I, you know, I had these doodles. I had my art and this degree, but I, I didn't feel mentally stable to get back into a classroom. So I put my resume online and, you know, all of a sudden I get this bite from a nonprofit in Baltimore city called leaders of tomorrow youth center. And yeah. I'm super excited, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, I'm just spinning in circles here. You know, I think I know what I want and, you know, education keeps kind of, you know, clawing at me. And I, I don't really know if that's something that is good or bad. And, you know, I wound up working for them, but I catered to this really unconventional schedule of me making art and working for the nonprofit. And it was beautiful because I was working with students who never held a paintbrush in their lives and, you know, still working on my own stuff, which at the time, pen and yeah. ink, moving into watercolor and 
all of my work from the time of my mom's illness to now has had tons of symbolism, which mainly encompasses wildlife and architecture and nature. And this weird thing is every time I make something, I'm thinking about my journey and it's subconscious. I'm making something. I don't even realize that what I'm going through is in the artwork itself. But as I've looked over my work over the last several years, all I see is the houses symbolizing my mom, who is agoraphobic, didn't want to leave the house very often. She passed away in our house. And then all of these creatures that are juxtaposed with that. And then I have these little images of girls hidden and that's Mm -hmm. me (laughs) in a way, just hiding and escaping. And, um, it's, it's just been wild and, you know, it's evolved in a lot of ways since that point, but the subject matter has pretty much stayed true to this, like escape, this feeling of escape and, uh, opening doorways and seeing where it leads you. So that's my work right now. And, I know I'm, I'm still going to explore that as I move into the future and that nonprofit, I got a raise and now I'm one of the leaders of the nonprofit and it's exciting I get to work on my business while I do that. And I'm in this world of like my schedule being, <laughs> I'm going to work on my computer till noon art for the rest of the day. I do projects with the community as a freelancer. Being a freelancer is really cool. You get to kind of just make up your own schedule and, you know, everything's virtual. So it, <laughs> my day is, yeah, it, it's full, but it's, you know, it's unpredictable. Uh, I get to, or, you know, I get to schedule things months ahead of time. It's all, it's really a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially, I think th- it made you very equipped <laughs> for how things are now. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, really um, crazy. So I went back through, um, and, and cause I'm, cause I, I went back through and I started looking at some of the, the images within your, um, your Instagram and he kind of gave me like this, this vibe, this almost, and, and, you know, pardon me. Cause I, I, I know some art, some artists have told me never describe in my work. It's just like, I, I, I'm looking at it. I don't know what to tell you. Like yeah. <laughs> you do work, you know? Um, but I, I got like, when I first looked at it, one, some of the, some of the work, I was just like, this is beautiful for one too. I definitely see that, that, that nature element in there. I see greens and, and things like that. I'm like, okay. Then it has like almost a Victorian quality to how some of the structures are in there. And I was like, all right, this reminds me of things that I got watched, whether it be in like animation and it's, I have trepidation in saying it cause I, you know, I, I don't know how people feel about that don't thing, but it. if yeah. people don't protect it, they work. It's okay. But yeah. It's- yeah, that's the first thing I thought. I was like, this reminds me of like Victorian stuff. And it reminds me of almost like Castlevania in, in some ways with some of the, the figures I looked at. And I was like, this is cool. I love that. No, it's okay to feel familiar with it. You know, I know a lot of people look at their work as, you know, it's a reflection of them, not anything else or anyone mm-hmm. else. But to be honest, you know, everyone's inspired by something. Uh, yeah. So I've, I've gotten like, Oh, I get Tim Burton. I get Shel Silverstein, you know, I, you know, and, and that's okay to me, you know, and, and it's, you know, pieces of everything that I've digested over the course of my life. So yeah, it's going to look a little wacky. It's going to be <laughs> a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but it makes it what it is. And, you know, I love that about it. So so in there, you, you got a bit of my very trepidatious response to your, <laughs> what, what would you say is 
a, a very memorable response that you've had to your work. Like someone's looking at us like, Oh my gosh, or they, they hit a split or something. What would you say was a very memorable response you've had to work that you've put out there? Wow. That's, that's a really good question. I go off page sometimes. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you. Uh, so I usually, uh, pre-corona, I was, uh, my, my originals are more mobile, my framed pieces. Uh, mm-hmm. and I did a show at fringe, which is an incredible hair salon. My girlfriend, owns it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's incredible. Uh, Laura, see Laura at fringe in Remington. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I had a show there and you know, my original, my originals are on the wall. And I don't know if it was Laura cutting her hair or someone at French cutting this woman's hair, but she had a crazy reaction to this one piece of mine called lost. And this little girl, she's holding a lantern, she's in the woods and you can't, what's curious about the piece is you can't really figure out how she's feeling and, you know, whether she's in this like happy moment in this adventurous moment is she scared? You don't really know. And you don't get to see all of her face. So it's just kind yeah. of, just kind of leaves you wondering. Right. So this woman, after seeing this piece, she calls me, um, <laughs> which no one does anymore. She just, you know, no. <laughs> and, I, and I do appreciate it. I actually love when people call and FaceTime me. People are like, Oh, I don't like that. I love it. I love it. Any day. <laughs> I love voices anyway. So I think, <laughs> after she's she's like i cried as i got my hair done and i need to see you i need to see you i need to meet you i need i need to see your face so this woman um we met up at patango the uh place (laughs) in uh bell's point which is where i lived my neck of the woods yeah i lived in bell's point for five years love it love it love it uh yeah so we met up and i told her the whole story about my mom and you know she had a crazy story as well and she unpacked all the feelings that she had when she saw the piece. And that to me was the most wild thing. She, she had to see me. She, she had to, and she bought the piece and, you know, yeah, it was just, yeah, it was, it was an incredible experience just seeing her and getting to hear her, you know, about her reaction. So very, very. That sounds sounds great. Like it's, it's a thing where usually when I, I ask that question or some derivative of that question, you know, people, it's, it's rare that it's like, oh, well, yeah, because this happened or, or that happened. And I find sometimes with art and I, I'm a I'm a failed art kid, uh, visual art. And so I just became a audio person. Um, <laughs> it, it, it was one of those things where you people miss that element of you feel something with the art. And it's like people don't have something. It's like if you feel something that means it's effective in my opinion. Yeah. It's like, did you, did you get something out of it? Did it evoke some type of response, whether positive or negative? In my opinion, that's the, the, the feeling that's, that should be a feeling associated with what you're doing. Otherwise you are doing it for an audience in some way, shape or form. It's not, it might be for yourself, but if it's being presented, you have a gallery in your place of just all of your work, but if someone's not seeing it, then really it's, it's like a tree fall in the woods. <laughs> And it was there. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you're, you're right. You want to evoke some type of feeling, mad, sad, angry, happy, you know, any, I try to piss people off on my podcast. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> piss, it's really hard to piss <laughs> me off. It really, I, I taught little, 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 little kids for so long. I've 
so much patience. So try me. <laughs> nah, I, won't, I won't do that. I won't do that. I, I, I don't want the smoke. I don't want the smoke. Uh, no. So, so what images or things keep you company in the space where you work? Uh, I have Funko Pops behind me. Behind this green screen, there are Funko Pops and wrestler images and uh, other very inappropriate things that keep me. It's just like, oh, provocative, weird, geeky. Yeah. That's what kind of makes up my creative recording space. And it makes me feel like centered and, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is where I'm at in your space and when you're creating, what do you have there to kind of keep you company? And it's like, that's a totem for me. That's a totem for me. What, what's there for you? <laughs> uh, well, I'm really excited because, you know, I moved over the summer and my studio is a work in progress, but I need to make sure that there are certain things that always remind me of, you know, like what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. One thing is actually behind me. It's this really awesome blanket of an astrological chart. <laughs> um, I'm like yeah. super into astrology. I used to read palms for a long time. Um, I'm like, I feel, it makes sense I feel now. Like I'm a good witch. <laughs> I, I, I like sense things, feel things. I'm not kidding you. So this behind me is a chart with all of the signs represented. And <clears throat> around me, I have tons of wood because this was just put in i would love to put a mural in this space and then i have a stuffed bear collection just chilling in the corner of my <laughs> studio it's like created a mountain and it's beautiful i love i love stuffed animals i'm just a big child <laughs> <laughs> that, that yeah that's always there i do i'm a problem i love bears a lot <laughs> in, in in my space i i have like I, at one point uh, i want to say back in 2016 i got into this kind of revisiting sort of thing and i went back to painting and i have just paintings in front of me and i don't know why just like did i purposely do it but all the paintings that i kept and did at that time are like in front of me and all of my other stuff, the pop culture oriented stuff is like behind me and behind the green screen. Yeah. And it's like maybe me looking at stuff that I used to do and what's behind me and what kind of drives what I'm doing is somehow behind, like Ooh. maybe giving me reinforcement or something. Beautiful. I'm an overthinker. Of course. Well, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Um, and I have, I have this in terms of stuffed items. One of my um, previous guests, I bought some um, stuff from him. This is a, uh, it's like a pillow of his logo, um, <laughs> Alley Kid Art. And it's, uh, he's Groovy Vandal on Instagram. Good dude. And that's the only stuffed thing that I have in here. And I used to collect, I used to have stuffed bears. So the bear thing catches me, but this is the only stuffed thing that I have sitting here. That is sick. I love it. Everyone needs a little plush, right? Absolutely. Use, yeah. You know, something good when you're mad. The world's hard enough. You got to have something soft. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. You know, but, uh, um, so you, you, you had like some real life inspiration that you real life situations that you spoke on and, uh, challenging. Um, where, where else would you say you draw inspiration for your work? So, you know, aside from the fact that my work is stemming from personal experiences, I, I had a whole series called Proximity featuring endangered species and the space between man-made and natural worlds. Uh, so a lot of my fascination with wildlife and nature comes from, the, <laughs> comes from the part of my childhood where 
I didn't live around nature. I lived on a train track. So okay. there was well. air of, you know, I, I would go to the Bronx Zoo, you know, every once in a while, but I really was not immersed in nature as a kid. Yeah. So, you know, an escape for me was just like, like going through a book or, you know, going online and falling in love with like different types of landscapes and parts of nature. And I was a Girl Scout and, you know, I, I really value that time of my life where I was just able to like walk through the woods and, you know, with the fascination of bears, I would be finding myself looking at <laughs> pictures of the woods because that's where the yeah. bears were. So, you know, as, you know, as I got older, I, I learned more about my mom's past with, you know, being, uh, how do I say this, like a, a lover of nature and she, mm-hmm was a, you know, a protester in like the sixties and she wanted to like save the environment and all of those great things. So I I don't think it just comes from, you know, a random space. I think it's because of her and her influence over time with me and, um, you know, raising awareness with, you know, some quirky playfulness gets people thinking. Yeah. So, uh, anything that sort of heightens curiosity I'm drawn to. So, in this case, it's these weird juxtapositions of architecture and wildlife or even people and those, you know, parts of architecture or wildlife. So um, finding weird combinations to blend those things together is really what I like to do. And having people guess if it's happy or sad or, you know, dangerous, uh, that's, yeah. that's something I actually really enjoy. So it's, it's not meant to give you a straight answer. Um, it's just leaving you guessing. It's <laughs> a good point. So let's see. I think, I think some of my questions I'm going to start scrapping because I think they're whack. Uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> so, um, I'm curious, uh, what is your take on the art scene in Baltimore and how does it compare to you? You're New Yorker, you know? So how does that, how's, how do those things compare? Oh, there are worlds, like there's a world of difference here. New York is sure. very, and this is my experience. This, everyone has their own experience and you know, that's totally fine. Um, I started emerging as an artist more so in Baltimore, but I go home a lot, you know, and I see mm-hmm. friends of mine in that art world in New York and, you know, I'm digesting what they're telling me. And, you know, based off my own experiences, people in New York tend to be more, and it's a huge city. So finding a good, strong sense of community is a little more difficult. So people tend to be more self-driven, whereas Baltimore has like an insane art community dynamic that is so tight knit and strong. And I'm sure there are so many factors that go into this, mainly being it's a smaller city. It's easy for people to connect. Um, There's more of a sense of unity with New York. It's like, you know, <laughs> two parts of Brooklyn feel like a hundred miles away. Um, you know, <laughs> like you're, you're just like in all of these different spaces and it's hard to get this like, you know, cohesive group of people together. Cause it's, you know, it's a huge city, like originally yeah. from Queens and then we moved to Long Island. So even on Long Island, you know, it's like three hours 
as you get across wow. the whole island. And Queens is on Long Island too. And then if you want to get to like Staten Island, you take a ferry. Baltimore, I feel like <laughs> people people are like, I'm in Fells, you're in Fed. Nah, man, like uh, that's that's like a million miles away. It's like ten minutes away. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's just funny to me. But yeah, I think um, <laughs> I think yeah, the the dynamic here is a lot a lot closer. People meet up here easily uh, or easier. So mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed that. I love community. I have like a whole Facebook group online of just artists and I, we just, like, you yeah. know, post events, collaborative work. It's great. I love it here. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where, um, cause I, I've been here all my life and uh, you know, I, I would have friends from New York, like uh, my, my girlfriend's from Brooklyn. And it, it's one of those things where, um, and she took me up there, uh, we did the whole Highline trip and all of this and hung out. And I think we went to like Queens and then we hung out in Brooklyn for a bit and just, I got a really short condensed version and it was during like, the Puerto Rican day parade. And I was like pissed because we didn't go to it. And I was just like, yo, I mean, those are my adopted people. I don't know what my lineage is. Someone says I'm Blasian. Someone says I'm Dominican. I don't know. It's, it's fine. Yeah. I'm like, I'm Puerto Rican and Russian. So that's what, that's like, a, you know, I've never met another one of those. <laughs> not, not at all. Like, like, yeah. like, how do these things go together? Uh, Queens. It's all Queens. So, that's what it does. You know, it makes sense. That makes sense. I, I've heard things. Uh, I, in another life, I worked in marketing and we had um, two uh, multicultural offices. One was Russian and the other was Spanish and they were in Queens. It may have been for Verizon. That's Who knows? <laughs> um, so architecture seems to be a thing, right? Yeah. Now, yeah, I love it. Th- this, is, this is where it gets to a weird question. This is kind of a weird uh, question. Yeah. I've asked people in the past, what's your favorite curse word and things like that. But I'm going to ask you something a little lighter. What is your favorite piece of architecture, specifically a building, Sears Tower, things like that? What is your like favorite? Like this is striking because I I took Mm -hmm. an architecture museum tour in Philadelphia that I didn't think I was going to enjoy. It was the weirdest event that I've ever been to. It was an elevator we had to go up and down and we were let off on certain floors, but not in order. It was amazing. And it was very like, it was very cool. So in something in that vein, what, what kind of architecture, what what building comes to mind when you think of like, this is a cool building. So I took a trip to Spain several years ago and anything by Gaudi is just, you're just like in awe, complete awe. Um, So like Grada Familia is I think in Barcelona. And then, um, Mm -hmm when I saw that it looked like the whole building, the whole structure was like melting. (laughs) Wow. I, I remember walking up to it and just standing like stop, stop (laughs) in my, like in the middle of the street, you know, (laughs) people just like beeping horns at me and I'm just, I, I'm just looking at it. (laughs) Like just deer in the headlights and (laughs) yeah. Taking in, his architecture is something I think everyone should experience in person. Don't look it up on Google when it's safe. Go there. yourself. I'm not typing. I'm not even don't, typing. Don't even, <laughs> don't even do it. It's just not, it's just not the same. So yeah, when you're looking at this building and you're looking up and you're seeing the detail and just the intricacy of it and how ahead of its time it really is, it's just fantastic. Yeah. Even when I saw Dali's museum in, um, 
think it is in Figueres. Like that's where he's buried. So yeah, his, Mm -hmm. his structure blew my mind. And I, I want to go back like 10 more times just to see that in person again. So cheers cheers to those, you know, wonderful buildings, pieces of architecture. That's, that's dope. I I, um, tend to like kind of the, art deco-y stuff i'm i'm not refined uh like the kind of the art Art deco is sweet i like looking at art deco furniture so like it's it's two places like normally as we're recording this i would probably be in new orleans trying to absorb every dose of what goes on down there in terms of how the the buildings are there and those shotgun houses the whole set of those different cultures coming together to make its own thing and one one of the plans this uh well last year was to go down to miami and kind of appreciate some of that art deco like design that's down there i forget what part of town it is i was like scarface was filmed here right so i could you know that typical a typical black guy thing um so that's that's, that's kind of cool or what have you and that's um another thing for me to add to going to spain oh. thanks yeah. thanks uh i don't speak spanish so thanks appreciate you yeah. um so let's let's talk about baltimore real quick in these last few questions um because we touched on the, the scenes between new york and baltimore in terms of art but what would you say your favorite place or places maybe to elicit creativity or to, or to be inspired rather, or, well, to places to be inspired and your places to kind of like, like recharge are that are in Baltimore. So after living here for 10 years, I can't even believe it's been that long. Um, yeah, it's wild. And, uh, yeah, to this day, you know, there are parts of Baltimore and it's really in these tiny side streets that you see, you know, many community gardens. And, um, my friend Fidel, he lives in artist housing on North Baltimore Mm -hmm. and his little corner is probably one of my favorite parts because they have just beautifully colored houses. They're all fun, you know, kind of like Hamden and other parts of Baltimore, But then you go into their studio spaces and it overlooks this amazing little garden. And in the middle of what is, I guess, a little more dangerous because like you're getting towards the northern part of the city uh, is this like a beautiful oasis. They have like a little pool back there. There's just like all these birds that come visit there. There's like a sculpture garden. And nobody knows this exists. Like I, I kid you not. When I tell people about this, they're like, they don't even believe me. So, um, I, I love going to artist housing. That's one. Yeah. And there's a little gallery right in the front of it. So yeah, definitely check that out. Artist housing. Totally. Baltimore street. Um, I, I don't want to give the wrong address because I was, uh, I was okay. going to say the number and then I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's right, but I, you know, I don't know. I loved where I lived in Fells because I lived like right on, I guess like right on the harbor and the water. Mm -hmm. And that was like the front, the front yard view. I was connected to a Captain Jane seafood restaurant. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would, you know, I would just walk the promenade and uh, it's, it kind of blows my mind how there's no railing and people would just be like running, you know, five in a row, dogs, bikes. And I'm like, for the years that I lived there, I'm shocked. I, I never saw anybody just like fall in the water. 
they're taking their lives in their own hands. Hey, but it's still, it was just, it's just amazing. Cause like, <laughs> you, know, you get to walk by like some of these houses sitting in the water and I, I get yeah. super inspired by that. I love that. It's a weird, you know, look in juxtaposition. I know they're all over Seattle. It's like normal, but when you see it in Baltimore, it's like, Oh, Baltimore has this too. And it's just crazy. Cause like, you know, it's just constantly surprising you Baltimore, you know, <laughs> I just, I just moved to the other side. Usually when I'm over there, I'm going down there to get coffee from someplace. Cause I am a coffee snob and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go over here. Cause I'm going to feel like I should be running and I'm clumsy and I'm all arms and legs. So I'll be the one guy that can't swim that stumbles into <laughs> that water. And then that's the end of the podcast. And that's the end of me. <laughs> that's the end of <laughs> you're, you're, podcast first, you know? you're way more important. Just, just, you know, reminding you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, so here's the last question I have, and I like to, I, I, I'm always interested in, I, I've been reading like books on like how like artists kind of start their day off and pieces of advice that artists have. So I'm going to ask a question in that vein, um, reflecting back at the beginning of your career and things that you, you've done early on, what would you say is the most useful piece of advice that you've ever received? Um, this, this is a really good question. That's what I have. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I believe it was something about like something about pride because I'm, I'm big hmm. on, I'm big on that. I feel like I'm very self-assured, but it's like when you have too much of it, you, you really have nothing or, you know, I, I think about that and, you know, I've, I've created different different like slices of motivation over time. One being mm -hmm. one being that, and then um, thinking about confidence. And this is sort of like a thing I like to say to myself, like you must get lost in creativity in order to be found in the eyes of confidence and helping mm -hmm. other people access creativity and seeing their journey and using that quote that I created yeah. has, has been instrumental for me, for the, the lives, you know, I've reached. And I don't think a lot of people look at themselves as being creative, but everyone is in some capacity and accessing it is something that I plan on helping a lot of people with. And that is directly correlated to my business, getting an artist out of their shell, an educator, a business professional out of their, their headspace for a second and realizing that they have unlimited creativity. And yeah, I think anyone who's mentioned something about, you know, having things not come easy and, you know, just allowing yourself to just keep trying, even when things don't feel like, you know, they're working out because a lot of the time that's really the process of art making. I just have a whole yeah. pile of stuff that didn't work out. Got a whole neglected stack of paper <laughs> with doodles that I'm never going to touch <laughs> again. But the fact is I, I touched them and I was able to do them anyway. And it got me a little, a little closer to what I did want. Yeah. So just remind yourself that like every step, you know, even doing nothing, like doing nothing is just as important as doing something. And my restless mind, <laughs> I need to listen to that more, more often because 
it, I'm, I'm nonstop. And I need to know that doing nothing gives me the ability to fill my cup. So I'm not yeah. running on empty. So yeah, it's, it's what I did over the weekend. I, you know, was on a mountain and I, I fell, I hit my neck. <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, I'm like moving my neck, like, Oh, I'm reminding myself of how I'm trying to relax and I, <laughs> and I fall, yeah. but that's just, you know, it's just kind of the, you know, uh, the, the way of moving forward. You just got to let yourself fall. Oh. <laughs> just, Oh, oh Sash, you're over here dropping jewels over there. I see you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 one of those things like I I've taken um paraphrases and, and things from I'm not gonna mispronounce it, but the that that Japanese thing of the I think it's called like the ikigiri of whatever the thing is that you get up in the morning, it's like whatever what's get will get you up in the morning, you find that and you just keep doing it. And seeing how their approach certain facets of their culture has an approach to it might take you 50 years to know how to make rice. Yeah. Just keep working at it. Yeah. Or the the one that I that stuck with me for the longest is is this thing from Bukowski of, you know, find what you love and let it kill you. And Ooh. it's just like, yeah, Ooh. I'm gonna keep doing that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I really like that. Let it kill you. Let it let it like eat at you and take you. Yeah. I, I think that's incredible. Yeah. Same with, same with like the, the process of getting lost. I think, yeah. yeah. Like, just letting, letting the environment take you and not having a final destination or a plan yields itself to some of your most creative moments. That was, I'll say that was a very, like, that was a very like, interesting period for me, like in balancing both the, uh, the kind of creative lifestyle I was living while still working. Cause I, I worked as a freelancer and I worked in that kind of capacity. And, um, I had that free time and I was going to the office, but I had that free time afterwards. So I was like, I don't have to be anywhere. So I was just hanging out with like, like art kids and people who were like in college, but they were taking these like artistic approaches. Like, Oh, I'm doing some clothes and I'm painting this thing. And I was like, Hey man, I'll, I'll hang out, smoke a little kush, you know, get some subs. And I was just like the old guy that was around the scene and it, it was very freeing it was just like i don't have any place to go i'm not on a clock i'm getting the stuff that i have to get done and i feel as full as i possibly could feel wow. and it was a very and looking at it now it, it was i reminisce on that time but i think about how i was going into that period of time i was terrified because i was like this is minimal security and it's like i'm just trusting the wind <laughs> yes essentially that's exactly what you need to do is trust the wind let the wind speak to you i know that sounds a little crazy but it's it's absolutely true and you know i know a lot of people feel differently about destiny and fate and you know it is written but that's how i kind of live my life and i think you know everything that's happened so far has all happened and it's all part of my, my plan. And yeah, I, I think taking it a step at a time and not allowing yourself to think so heavily about a final destination or your, you know, where you're supposed to be. If you don't focus too much, too much on that. You'll be completely fine. You just need to enjoy the ride. I, I, let me tell you, this Baltimore state of mind has relaxed in a New Yorker. And I know, and I know people are like, <laughs> 
Baltimore did that to you, but yes, things are a lot slower here in Hamden. <laughs> I thought you were making a Nas track. reference there. Or by JFK. I thought you were making a Nas. I thought you were making a Nas oh, reference no. there. It was like as it was written. I was like, what? It is no. It, I, I really do feel that way. It is. It is written as hor- as horrible as certain things may happen to you. Like, you know, I know. I know. Chris Rock mentioned this in uh, his special tambourine he was like yeah. you know you don't you make diamonds with pressure right yeah yeah absolutely what if you you know it's like with pressure comes beautiful things so absolutely that's how i'm looking at it so this is the moment of the podcast and i want to thank you you've been a great guest um i want to thank you and i want to give you an opportunity to shamelessly shamelessly i mean just be disrespectful in plugging anything that you want to plug your social media and all of that stuff thank you so much for coming on but yes please promote whatever your thing is your website your social all of that stuff yeah uh if you want to follow this this wacky little journey I'm on, uh, you can you can go to Instagram saz s a z underscore ross r o s s, or you can go to my website, which is my business name www.sazafrasfactory.com, uh, and you know you can even join one of my online groups, Lost in Creation. We're just a bunch of quirky artists that support each other in in the lovely cities of Baltimore and DC. Um, but yeah, I think it's just been a, a wonderful time chatting with you and thank you for supporting small business, the arts, um, you know, this, this weird little girl <laughs> from Queens, <laughs> Island. And uh, thank you again for having me. You're welcome. Um, and I'll do my sign off and that'll be, that'll be that. So, I'm Rob Lee for the talented Saz Ross saying that there is art in and around Baltimore. You just have to look for it.